0: Hey, everybody, (laughs) welcome to another episode of the Rules of Acquisition. We haven't done voicemails in a long time, but now we are. And yeah, (laughs) Uh, my name is Wade Bowen. With me, as always, is James Nolan.
1: Hey, guys.
0: And Hugh Crawford. Hey. And uh, yeah, it's... Been a while. y'all have any preliminary uh, feelings on getting back to the voicemail game?
1: Feels good, man. It Let's feels, hit it. Yeah. yeah. Hear, hear the voice of the people. I need to hear it.
0: All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So first up here, I think we've got one from Greg from North Carolina.
2: Hey, this is Greg from North Carolina calling about behind the lines. So I'm going to say, about that, that James, I think you are wrong on many points. I disagree. Uh, Certain opinions, other points, you were actually literally factually wrong. But rather than going point by point on that, let's get to the part of the problem, which is, James, did you ever really come back from Discovery Home Companion? Because the only thing I can think of whenever I hear you talk about how Space 9 the show made 20 plus years ago, is not meeting your standards for shows (laughs) being made in 2018, aka completely different standards, all I hear is I'm still mad that the Star Trek show of 2017 couldn't manage <laughs> to do serialization right in either way. And you're looking at ds Space Nine through the scars of Discovery. In other words, Discovery was a show where they were serialized until they weren't, and then they were again, but they never did a very good job of it. And you look at DS9, which was also not serialized until it was, and there were some growing pains. And all you can think is these people are terrible and every decision that they made is wrong because they're not doing it right by 2018 standards, rather than going, hmm, I wonder what the pressures and uh, background of this in 1998 were. And to be perfectly honest, it's getting really tiring to have you jump from uh, attack point to attack point whenever you get reputed to go somewhere else and say, what about this, what about this, what about this, what about this? Because you can't stand on the original ground once somebody actually goes, ah, James, that's actually literally wrong. So, yeah, you need to get right. You need to take some time, breathe, and think, okay, am I actually holding this to the standards of the time it was made or the standards of the time now? And how fair is that? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: uh, got told. That, that yeah, <laughs> my
3: favorite call ever. <laughs> you
0: know, going back to some of these old calls, I was I was actually worried, like, are we gonna be able to remember enough <laughs> to talk about this? Oh wait, no, this this feels pretty okay, I think. <laughs> all right. Uh James, okay, do you have no, any response? I don't, I don't remember.
1: Enough, <laughs> do you have the floor? I don't remember enough about that. I don't know where I was factually wrong or anything. I don't know what he was referring to. I will say I don't have a current standard of quality television and an old standard of quality television. Like I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. First off, it wasn't.
4: You don't understand the pressures of a 1998 writers' room, James. Don't
1: care. I mean, I do understand James, it. That'll be a part of the conversation. You don't understand what the geopolitical
4: <laughs> Saddam Hussein
1: was still.
4: We had, we had Monica Lewinsky. You need I, to take things into consideration I, and get your maybe, head right. Maybe,
1: maybe, but I don't. I'm not. I, I, I think that I'm just going to say that I, I have a stand. Like I don't. I didn't start a podcast to talk about the troubles of making a television show in the '90s. No, we just started didn't. a
0: podcast to talk about how the show. Was a precursor, not doing exactly what TV shows are doing now. So you still, you have to. This is an I've, argument I've made. But you have to be able to look at it in context.
4: But I think that in context, it, it fails on its own terms. Okay, I guess, so sometimes. This, this
1: this episode infuriated me. Behind the lines, this episode infuriated me, and I think it killed a character. And episodes after episodes, since I we aired this. I think I'm right. I don't even remember behind the lights. <laughs> but I'll give it four points for being ni- for, for being made in 1997. I don't know. Like what am I supposed to do? Grade on a curve? It it was an, it was a calamity. Which episode was that one? It's the fucking Odo episode. That I oh, threw a fit about that yeah. it pissed off everybody. <laughs> I don't know. I mean specifically on this episode, I don't know. I get that you're maybe I am factually wrong. I don't fucking do like research. On this, like you know, like I don't, I don't. James,
0: uh, you're our research guy.
1: I'm not. I'm not here to be very specific. My my point is to have these conversations about themes and stuff that comes up, and things that I find interesting, or when shows really nail it. Why, when shows aren't like, why don't they work? That stuff's interesting to me. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably not the person that you want on a podcast that, you know, where you're going to learn like facts and trivia about the show that you really like. I don't know. There's podcasts for that. And I'm not trying to piss you off, Greg. And I'm really not. And I get that you probably gave that call in like an intense anger at me for being in that episode where I was very enraged about the untimely death of a character that I uh, that I had some affinity for, which was Odo. I mean, Odo's killed off the show now, and uh, like, <laughs> and I was sad. I, w- I was angry about how that went down. And I don't understand why it being made in 1998 is a part of that conversation. But I get your frustration. Well,
0: the thing is, I don't, I'm trying not to get worked up about it. It's like, yeah, I will come back trying to argue what I think does work, and I get no quarter. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't know. But again, I don't Why remember. Are you expect- saying that? It's
1: like, a, I mean, okay, so we can say that because you made it personal there. I, I try to see other people's point of view. Uh, like that's that. fine. But when you say your opinion, <laughs> when you say your opinion, and then I say my opinion, I'm not even validating your opinion by saying my opinion next or saying that I disagree with your opinion because I assume you disagree with my opinion. Because we have different opinions, right? Yes. <laughs> it's like, there's a way to disagree with opinions without... Uh, maybe I'm being... Maybe I'm a jerk. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you're a real son. Sorry. <laughs> right.
0: I don't remember even what we were arguing about I, specifically I on this one, so it's hard for me to go
1: into specifics. Yeah, but I'm but. saying maybe... I, I mean, I admit that I I say things for, for punch. <laughs> I talk with I, punch. I try. Right.
4: Well, okay, here's the thing. As far as evaluating the show... I think we basically evaluate it on its own terms. So whenever the showrunners or creators are trying to, to do something within an episode and they fail, we point that out. And that's what we mean by it doesn't matter what year it was made. Yeah. You know, they mishandled the character in 1997, 1998. We think they, they did not f- succeed in what they set out to do. Like they tried something we think,
1: you know, some of us think it's a failure. Right. I don't think that... And television's a collaborative process, and compromises had to be made. I'm not... Right. Who knows what... I think... Yeah. No, I think sometimes... I think we just
0: disagree on to the extent that... How much they failed. Yeah, like, and it keeps coming up. Like, I don't care that it was 1997. And I was like, I keep thinking, like, there's shows made now that are on par, that people love and then enjoy, that are made, are as good as DS9 in 1997. That, you know, not everything might lack so, some of something, I, well, I don't know. I, I think there are shows that are just as good made now that people like that don't meet our standards in other ways, but it doesn't mean that everything's a failure.
1: I only think, there's two times that I bring up current shows, generally. Obviously, there was, there was some sort of golden age sort of explosion in the late 90s, or, or mostly in the early 2000s, that brought us all the way to where we're at now. But I will refer to smaller seasons, which is a boon to mm-hmm. better television shows. And I, and I will generally bring up things if like, I don't know, we just did, the I am assume it's already aired, but like we just did the His Way episode where I don't think that that romance or that seduction would have been dealt with in that way in a modern time because our sensibilities are different. Yeah. So I might bring that up in that situation. Right,
4: but I would say that even that episode that we just went over failed in what it was trying to yes, do because yes. it's not even a good Star Trek episode. But
1: that's when I try to compare things because, because I keep saying there were good shows and like I don't think that the quality of television is that I think these are mistakes that ER wasn't making. I think this is state you know so we can, yes, those are the best shows on night in 1997 ER and uh, NYPD blue, they had the best creators and stuff like that. but I don't think they were making I don't know i I, I just. You I don't mean like
4: that. forced and unexplained relation, like couples? Yes, like stuff underst- like that. For example,
1: yeah, I don't understand why these critiques have to be dated,
0: handicapped, right?
4: Why handic- do
1: I? Yeah, why do I have to give them a handicap because they're?
0: Well, I mean, because there's there are, TV was different back then. That's, it was,
1: but we're not. We're we're saying
0: I and guess saying it, it's, like it's I, not NYPD Blue does not sell for me because. Why not? Because it may not be as good as the best show that was on the air at the time. That doesn't mean that it's shit because it's not as good as anything. Okay, Blue. Okay, so is
1: anything that has a critique, is it called shit? I think I called. It the, seems I, to be that seems to be for you. It does, yeah. When did, when, did, when have I said something is shit? When have I said
0: you say all the time this is dog shit? You say yes, that all yes. the time. That's yes. what. It,
1: that's when I get worked up about it. When did, when, when, when have I said what what, what, what this is? I, I, I can't
0: about. recall specifics. But I, but,
4: I think his way. I I'm, I did I'm, probably. I'm trying to. I think I think I think his way is the worst.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't name it right now off the top of my head. This is stuff from like a long time ago, but it's it's not uncommon that you say this is that it's shit it's, it's it's not is that not <laughs> like, my job well when i when you say this is shit and you get hyperbolic about it then i come back and that's when i get that's when well, I come back hard against it. That's
1: we all. we we. I'm sure this is to get. That sounds like content that we're creating. <laughs> well, <laughs> we should sure. we should probably move on probably to the next did. voicemail. Yeah, yeah.
4: I'm sure we can oh, we this, can pick that, this no up. No
1: other voicemail we're going to get it's going to be as good as that one. So like this oh. was juicy. All
0: right. Well, let's see what we got <laughs> here.
1: Oh, we got we got
0: another here from Warren in Seattle, who was uh. wondering when we were going to play his voicemail. Well. Here you go, Warren. <laughs> uh, ten rant. Uh,
5: all right. Here we go. Okay, James. Warren in Seattle here. Just uh, getting back to you after the uh, most recent episode about uh, Resurrection. You had said that that is hands down the worst episode in DS9. And uh, while I agree, it is awful. Uh, just really, really bad. It's not a good episode at all. I'm not going to uh, argue with you there. I think you are out of your mind if you think that is actually the worst DS9 episode. Um, let me take <laughs> you on a little bit of a tour, nay, uh, a magical mystery tour, if you will. Um, you guys talk about Babylon, Move Along Home. I'll submit the Move Along Home, while bad, is you know kind of fun in a campy way. Um, and if, if we're going to go based on just what is awful, but also what James says, what is boring, I would also bring up the Passenger, also season one. That's where uh, Bashir had the Bella Lugosi voice that they had to oh. dub over, and it just, yeah, yeah. Oh. The less thought about that, the better. Let's move on to season two, second Sight, the one where Jennifer Cisco was a ghost on DS Nine. <laughs> yeah. um, season three, this was one of my favorites to hate: Equilibrium, where Dax learns how to play the piano in her sleep, and there's the Scooby Doo villain. Let's also not forget <laughs> season three's fascination, where Troy is in menopause, so everyone wants to fuck. <laughs> also, season three: Meridian, Dax falls in love with an invisible, phased in, phased out man. Not good. Uh, Distant Voices, also Season 3 I'm starting to think Season 3 was actually really not good uh, <laughs> Distant Voices in Season 3 Old Man Bashir gets lost in his own head uh, Season 4, The Muse Also one of my favorites to hate Jake gets fucked by the vampire And Luxwana <laughs> Troy comes back and is pregnant At 60 or 70, whatever uh, Season 5, Frankie Love Songs Quark and the Nagus get shipped My god
1: so, oh, yeah. Um, full of black. Yeah, black yeah, I, I on will them. say,
5: James, yes. Yeah, uh, some of these are fun to watch on a camp level. And if we're just talking about what is both awful and boring, I'm going to throw in the passenger. I'm going to throw in Second Sight, Equilibrium. Um, I don't care how much fun people have with Fascination. That fucking episode is dog shit. So <laughs> uh, by all means, respond. By all means, tell me why The Muse or um, Distant Voices or Fascination is better than Resurrection. I would love to hear it. Uh, anyway, thanks, guys. Talk
1: to you soon. Uh, the, the one thing I would say that you're right. Those are all horrible, horrible episodes. And c- kicking out the ones that I think are campy. I think fascination is fun in a campy way. I think that uh, Move
0: Along is, Home is... That is that the Burial wants to fuck every... Uh, yeah, yeah, where he's grinding I on Dax. I don't know. That's pretty bad.
4: <laughs> I'm actually th- I really believe that my way is probably the worst one. My way, oh, uh, really? his,
0: his way, or, or his way, whatever.
4: <laughs> I mean, m- actual musical numbers really, really put it oh, really far, far down the list. Yeah,
0: I didn't even bring it up in the podcast when we recorded it, but yeah, like, I mean, I know he's being all jazzy and shit, but like, he's doing it the he's not even singing in a good way, like, no. s- taking the notes and it just sounds worse. And no, oh. uh,
1: yes. But I mean, all of this is a matter of degrees, but I will say that I think the reason that I would, if call on the carpet a while, give it that extra half an inch or whatever to put it over as the worst episode is that it's mostly you spend most of your time with someone who's not a cast member, like, and is probably the worst extra on the show. <laughs> and you spend an extra amount of time with him, and there's also that um, sense of defeatedness. That first off, it's a mere episode. But second off, that I thought they killed Beryl. Why do I have? To, why am I sitting here watching this episode where Beryl is the lead? <laughs> <laughs> like, why am I? Why am I watching that? So that would be. I think it's just. It's all of that is accumulation. But I mean, I, I I appreciate your 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 enthusiasm, and I, I I have enthusiasm about this stuff too. But I think that every episode you, you said is just yeah. Like I, I think that reasonable minds can disagree on which one's the worst of those bags, <laughs> but they're all bad.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I think I think Warren made that point. <laughs> yeah, I
4: yeah. think Warren needs to get his head correct, and I think Warren's pretty upset that Discovery uh, wasn't very good. Warren, you get your mind right. Then you call back.
0: I, I'm actually 100% in agreement with Warren that those were worse. And they're doing, you know what's different than season three and season six is what we may have talked about in the his way episode. Like they're, they're at least trying to do ensemble episodes back then and they're not doing all these like focused on one character episodes. Mm. But for me, those are bigger failures than, than season six. Cause maybe like I've brought up, there's a confidence in the writing in season six that maybe not be founded, but for some reason it, it doesn't bug me as much as these bad episodes in earlier seasons, but that's just me. So I'm not going to say that I'm right. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I, I do remember he, like the three was a rocky road. <laughs> yeah. Um, I expected yeah. the first two to suck, but like three, three was, was a little
4: bit of a surprise that, yeah. yeah, I, I remember being in three and being, I think is that when I started <laughs> saying stuff. No. Like maybe I don't like star Trek. <laughs> yes, yeah. I yes, think yes. that's
0: when that started.
1: And yes. notice how nobody called and yelled at you. <laughs> For yeah, I don't
0: know why
4: that is. <laughs> I pretty much agree with you on point my uh, on on these points. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe it's because I try to frame it a little differently.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I I I get that I'm more punchier about it, but <laughs> right, yes, I try to convey <laughs> an intensity to uh, to my feelings on these. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I agree with what you said there, Warren. Anyways, all right. Mm-hmm. uh... Moving on. Let's see. We got another one from Greg here. Calling back to maybe he's gonna yell at you some more, James. I don't know. Oh,
2: this is all
1: sweet. I get I get all my sub energy out.
2: <laughs> hey, this is Greg calling from North Carolina. I just stopped listening to uh, under Monty's about six minutes in because this is getting real tired. I remember this. I don't really want to listen to the James and Hugh attack Wade episode. <laughs> and that seems to be what you're on streak of. James hates the episode and constantly changes reasons for why he hates it. <laughs> Hugh either stays on the sidelines or says he hates it as well. And Wade is stuck basically trying to defend the episode even if he's not that personally invested in it because otherwise there's nothing to talk about. How about, James, you actually try and do a devil's advocate where you defend an episode, even if you can say, hey, I don't think this is great, but here's the good things about it. Because otherwise, I'm real close to just dropping this whole podcast to, uh, entirely. I know I'm, that's not, <laughs> that is a threat. That's just a statement. <laughs> it's getting really old, really rote, and you guys should be able to do better than that. Even if you're just doing this on your off you <laughs> need a pattern and try to break out of it. So that's it.
0: <laughs> Greg, my hero, my boy, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Greg, patrons, <laughs> Greg you, patron
4: saves, of <laughs> have have stale podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: yeah.
6: Uh,
1: um. Yeah, okay, from now on, I'll, we'll do opposite stay and I'll just, every. every we'll do a Sadie boring, Hawkins podcast. Every boring ass episode, I'll just come out with wow. it weird enthusiasm about it i don't i okay
0: like <laughs> don't get defensive. just listen to his
1: criticism. Okay. It's, it's, why it's, it's don't we just why we never don't give reasons this guy doesn't
0: even listen
4: to our show anymore cuz that's so old he oh, he, he might he, still no, we should play Ariana Grande's Thank You, Next, and then go to the next voicemail. <laughs> like, cut that into the the whole song into nah. this as an answer to Greg, and then play the next voicemail. That sounds great.
0: Next. I, oh, I'm sorry that they're cutting you off, Greg. I, I, you know, I'm right for you. I hope you keep listening to the podcast.
4: Greg's a distant memory. Thank you, Next. <laughs> He's a Pete David- Davidson of, of podcast <laughs> listeners.
1: I don't... I don't know, I mean, I don't know. Okay, what's, like, what's what's
4: the next voicemail? Here we
0: go, we got one from Adam. I think he takes your side and and uh, this... Uh, I'll always have Adam. Ducat Fucked His Mom <laughs> episode, which, you know, here we go. Let's see what he says. Good
6: morning, Rules of Acquisition. This is Adam P. Newton. Uh, just finished listening to the Ducat Fucked His Mom uh, episode, and... Ooh, that shit is awful. Um, good idea, poor execution. Plain and simple. Uh, I'm with James and uh, a James and Hugh on this in that I feel season six might be the most might be some <laughs> of the best and worst episodes so, of season so far. It has objectively the two of the five best episodes in the entire run of the show, but it also has, like, three of the worst episodes in the entire run of the show. It's disconcerting. It's discombobulating. Uh I don't know, week to week, am I going to get good or am I going to get bad? Am I, like, it, it like viscerally, is this going to be a good week or a bad week? What, what shit am I going to see this week? And it just feels odd to a, a show have... Just going, going, going up, just a great upper trajectory. And it's hit some real pits and some real, just bottomed out more than a few times. Um I, I'm really curious to see what our white album is going to be this, uh, be for this season. It's like, so we have the six episode arc and then the two big ones and then our favorites. This, this season's just odd. It's very odd. I feel the Demean Wars got totally lost outside of, uh, into a six episode arc. Anyway, uh, hope you guys listen to this eventually. Hope we get a Boys episode soon, and touch you later. Yeah, Bye. It's,
4: it's, mm. yeah, there's a man who who got his mind right after Discovery. <laughs> there's a guy who there. Um, basically, this is the why people have eight episode seasons and ten episode seasons. I think that's what you could take away from season six of Deep Space Nine. Mm. Is when you don't have to press so hard to come up with twenty eight episodes. Yeah. you can keep the really good ideas and work on them harder and give them more time. yeah,
1: I think most of these shit ep- I mean uh, episodes that I am not working hard enough to see the good points of are episodes that I don't think were worked they they had the idea and like four days later it was a script. They weren't working it. They weren't heavily critical of it. They weren't is this the best way? I mean, I'm not saying this uh, like there's times where in, in an editing process where you, you, you get to this great place where you're throwing out, you're, you're scrapping good ideas from a script to make the script better as a whole. And I just don't even think, I think they did that with these, like with two episodes, probably one and two of the best episodes of the, sea, of the show. But they just can't get it together on a lot of these, just these fucking shows and they're these episodes and I, yeah, yeah, it takes a lot of work to find the goods.
0: In those. See, well, okay, this maybe for this Ducat fucks Kira's mom episode. Mm-hmm. How? We, I mean, I'll admit that it's weird that I wrote so hard for it because in hindsight, that like, is weird. If I that's watch what it, I'm talking about well, is that you. Well, well, here's what I'm where I'm going with it. Like, if I watched it a second time, I'd probably really see more of the faults. But when I watched it, a lot of your criticism of, like, when I'm talking about what I think works in these episodes, you're you're coming at it with, like, what the fuck were they thinking? I don't understand what they were thinking at all with this episode. What the fuck were they doing? They had no idea what they're doing, and I'm trying to come in and say, I see what they were doing. I see they had an idea. It wasn't just flailing blindly, and I'm trying to come in and say, this is what they were doing with this episode, and piece it together, like, okay, try to figure out why that episode, why I think after just, I only watched it once before we talked about it, why I wrote so hard for it, because craft-wise, they put it together, and I saw why they were doing what they were doing. Like, the whole steps of how it fit together made sense to me. So it wasn't like, oh, what the fuck, what are they doing? And then, you know, and so that's what I've been doing with some of these episodes. And season six specifically, like, they might not be, have been worked on and workshopped as much as like say these really great episodes but they are put together and i and like i said i think there's a confidence into the craft of their writing these episodes that maybe aren't the best but there's a confidence in what they're doing and i see how the structurally they fit together and there's not like a uh what the fuck like going back to fascination in season three that were there so okay. i'm just going along with it i'm just like all right here we are and then so and and so then when when y'all are you know probably rightfully hating it and you're like what the fuck are you they you thinking and then i try to explain what they were and then we get into
4: it yeah. should we do the last voicemail i wonder is it bucky uh
0: no this is from a new uh, oh, person you
4: gotta yell at me oh bless their soul
0: <laughs> i don't know well we'll see this or maybe is... it's a woman no, no that we 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 should
1: be so lucky the guy in the genderless version
0: <laughs> this is yeah we don't know this, how this is jeffrey calling from virginia
7: hey elf kickers this is jeffrey calling from virginia um i just want to start with a confession which is that i hate wharf um i've heard you guys talk about how people love him and i just don't get it um he the way he was on the Riza episode is how he was to me he is to me always like that That's no different. I think he's a buzzkill. He's just too interested in rules. Um, And it got me thinking about how Star Trek kind of promotes racist thinking because they're trying to get us to see that every alien race on the show has their own, like, thing, that the Bajorans are religious, that the Klingons are violent and honor-based, the Ferengi are obsessed with money, and... um, in contrast, the humans are complex, and so it sort of makes you think um, in racist terms in that it's giving each person a stereotype that they conform to. Um, so I wanted to ask you all what you thought about that, um, and just to ask if there are any Wharf haters out there, um, and maybe get you all to explain what Wharf does for you and uh, why you like him at all. Thanks. Bye.
4: That is a lot to uh, that's a lot to unpack. Yeah, but I think those these are all very good questions. Mm. I think the first thing, yes, uh, it is inherently racist against the fictional aliens, and that is because it is written by humans who, and any time you're talk like somebody is writing about the other, and you know that they have these gross misrepresentations and viewpoints that they can't see outside themselves, and I think that's why in real life diversity is important in writers rooms that's why you don't want to have you know a bunch of guys writing stories about women or vice of you know mm-hmm. that's an inherent problem and i think that the show in showing these broad strokes they're attempting to say something about humanity but sometimes it backfires and seems yeah. racist so yeah i think you're that's a very astute point
1: yeah yes definitely I've often said that I think that, you know, sci-fi is not about the future. It's about the present. Mm-hmm. And generally, the one of the things that a writer, when they go to it, they're like, well, I want to tell a story about this concept. And so I'll create an alien race that just embodies that one concept. And it sort of condemns them to a monoculture. Right. Or, and that um, just because they're being serviced as a, you know, to, to service some. You know some moral or some sort of concept that, that the writer is wanting to talk about that's in their world today. So, I yeah, I think that that's an inevitable sort of problem with these create an alien race that only you know <laughs> wants to build walls to keep uh people from the poor people, you know, whatever sort of current day thing, and so you end up creating the Ferengis, which were a commentary on capitalists, and so. That that's ultimately a problem, and that and a, uh, and it leads to a lot of bad sci-fi where people are their their character is that they're a Vulcan or and there's no more end of the end of the description. Oh, he's a Vulcan or he's a Cardassian, and not you know he's a Cardassian who's really into like idiosyncratic shit or you know whatever. And I think Deep Space Nine is better than a lot of shows. <laughs> Me too. At least I mean the. Cardassians are shown as like a pretty diverse over the I mean not lately now they're just bad guys I mean it's sort (laughs) of it's sort of a thing. Is a lot of but you remember there was the female Cardassians that all did all the science and the STEM stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they had a different politics and a different structure. Yeah,
4: they were judges too. I mean, they had yeah,
0: them. I miss yeah. that Casablanca episode where they can love a Ferengi. Yeah, <laughs> they can get, get with some
1: Ferengi's. So, so I, I do think that my I can only speak for my Worf love, is that I I agree with you. I don't want to be Worf but I think that... I
0: want to be with him.
1: No, no, I think that Worf has got a lot of traits that, you know, I don't know. I I more relate to him than like him. There's times where I feel, and not that I'm a stickler for rules or anything like that, but I think that there's this issue about, like, someone so stifled and so, it's not shyness, it's more, it's it's anger, it's identity issues tied into that, and I think he does a really good job of that, and I, I... I don't like him. I would never want to be around him. But when specifically when Ronald D. Moore's good and digging into these sort of stories, I, generally more times than not, I end up liking the story because it's more about an unyield a man resistant to all change being forced to sort of change. So I like him more as how the stories treat him than him as a character. In the way that I just like Dax, you know. Yeah. Cisco. I guess.
0: Yeah, and the Klingons are a lot of fun, and he was like our first kind of introduction to new Klingons in TNG.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, and he's 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 not a Klingon, really. Right, right. He's 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 got a different sort of tone or temperament than a personality of that. It's an interesting right
0: that they felt the need to explain the difference in with that. Soccer mm-hmm. story, and oh no, I'm sorry, sorry.
1: Well, he's, he's a foster kid, that's like, an <laughs> yeah, initial, no, I, I mean, it. every foster kid you've ever met in you know, every time I met a foster kid, I'm like, you're gonna be a unique, you yeah, know, yeah, you're gonna have a unique personality and POV on life, and they always do, right? So, right.
0: yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to bring up that argument. Oh, again. it's all right. The point is, they introduced Worf as introducing what the Klingons were and then they introduced the other Klingons and then they realized Worf wasn't like the other Klingons then they felt the need to explain the difference and then they went overboard and went too far to explain the difference and decided to give them that soccer story. It's like, that's the quick, abridged version of my problem with that.
1: I just want to point wanna, out I don't if anybody's looking for an episode where me and Hugh really stand for an episode well, Wade just shits <laughs> on it the whole episode. That's a good point. There you go, buddies. How about that for your reversal? Right? Wade needs to get his mind right on RISA. Or... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, thanks. Oh yeah, that episode that everybody else loves, I know. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was the last voicemail, but uh, All right. But good good
1: first good first voicemail guy. Yeah, that was great, uh, <laughs> was Thanks a lot. J- 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 J-
0: J- 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 Before we go, we have a couple of emails. I won't go into big details. I just wanna give shout out shout outs to Nick and Rob, both from Calgary, oddly enough, mm. I don't know if they know each other. One uh, gave us a nice some feedback on sort of Kalis. He's catching up. Rob uh. talked about Ferengis. It was a long email, so I don't know if we can go into it. But appreciate hearing from you. And there was another email I wanted to read, but and we got one from Patrick Egan, who, uh, <laughs> who, sorry, not to to beat a dead horse who is a loyal listener from the first podcast. It's your very first episode, (laughs) but I really hate to say this. I can't go any further with you. I've never experienced anyone suck every bit of joy out of the experience (laughs) of watching Star Trek like you guys do. It's one thing to poke fun at Trek's cheesiness and corn, and trust me, there's plenty for everyone. But you guys, especially the big complainer, Caps, who also decided Discovery was crap before watching it. That's not true. And was dead wrong. No, we we decided Discovery was crap while watching it. But anyways, especially the big complainer. We? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Are looking for things (laughs) to hate. It's miserable. Why are you doing this to yourself since you clearly don't actually enjoy what makes Trek what it is? This is where I disembark and bon the, voyage <laughs> motherfucker that's the, what i gotta say ah, the title of that email was what you left behind what I,
4: <laughs> we left patrick behind so where did we go Listen, wrong? we'll
0: never see his beautiful ass
1: so where did, we, where did we i don't get,
4: think we went wrong i think that the show we're just saying how we feel about the show in real time if people can't hang with it that's that's on <laughs> them
0: yeah, I got no follow up to that. I can't be responsible
4: about how people feel about a podcast. I can only be responsible for how I feel about this TV show as we as we watch it.
0: <laughs> I, get, I got I got no commentary on that one. I just I'm not responsible
1: for the whole stuff about the cheesiness. The cheesiness is fine. That's that kind of shit that I don't I don't I don't know. <laughs> don't worry about it. He's <laughs> gone. Right He's out. not
4: listening <laughs> to this right now.
1: Don't worry about it. He's already
0: disembarked. We're not getting Patrick back. He's think. gone. He's disembarked. <laughs> hey, Patrick, if you're listening, um, I don't know what to tell you. He's not. <laughs> All right. I don't have anything. Else. I I just thought maybe that's where we leave. <laughs>
4: That's a good place
1: to leave it. Thank you, fans. Now it's not fun for any of us. <laughs> That's I'm, having, I'm actually ha- I'm having a really good time. Yeah, I'm
0: having a good time, too. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Fuck. I feel like I'm getting something out of it. Fuck. Oh, I, no.
0: Don't I, tell me you're having a bad... I want you to have a good time.
1: I'll bear down. I'll like it. I promise I will look on the sunny side of every episode <laughs> from now on, and um, I won't uh, judge a show as it's going on and not like Discovery.
4: Um, <laughs> Sounds like you got your mind right by the time this this voicemail episode ended. Your mind got right. I know.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about Spock and about the new Captain Pike. <laughs> oh, I'm man. super excited about all of that shit. I'm super excited about all of, of paying $6 a month for a TV show, um, I'm really excited about just the future of Trek. I love uh, Alex Kurtzman, everything that Alex Kurtzman's been up to. Uh, and, you know, uh, yeah, let's mock the cheesiness and the, the the stuff, but let's not mock the stories or, or where the show is going or does it tell stories effectively.
0: I want you to stand for Discovery, and I'll be the guy that's, like, shitting on it because... Well, well, go listen a,
1: to another podcast about it, I guess. Right, okay, but if they I, go listen no, to the podcast, uh, it's us, you arguing with me the whole time.
0: I'm not talking about that shit. I'm talking about the what I'm doing now without y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck you, I don't need you anymore. I'll do Discovery Companion with me and my brother. <laughs> Anyways, uh, hey, if you want to yell at us or or cry with us or, you know... Uh, do whatever you want give us a call we want to hear what you say I promise we want to hear from you too nine one seven four zero eight three eight nine eight
1: no take it I'm a sub I uh, I look look everybody knows that knows anything about me and can just tell apparently by immediately that I am uh, one of the most egotistical people in the world and I can take it like I like this so <laughs> <laughs>
0: Give it to me. No, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that got weird. This whole thing's been weird. <laughs> All right. Well,
4: thanks again for listening to our voicemail episode. Three to beam out.
3: <laughs> Do you know the cunt weasels that run this show have a call in line where you can express your DS9 wishes and DS9 dreams into their ear holes? They will play them on air and try to be nice to you because one day they hope to sell you Blue Apron snacks and underwear made out of modal. The number is 917-408-3898 that number again is 917-408-3898. You will probably want to talk about how hot Dax and Bashir are, that is great. These pretentious asses also love it when people say they are wrong, so feel free to do that. James will probably go off on a knowingly obtuse rant about construction issues or political sophistication we know you love that, again 917-408-3898. Did you know that some Deep Space Nine podcasts have more reviews than us on iTunes? Doesn't that piss you off? Please review us on iTunes. We need to feel loved sometimes.